existing home is one of your most important assets. Yet too many people rely on sites, shows, and tips from people who are not in the real estate business when making important decisions. It's time to get real and trust a professional. This is Real Real Estate Today with host Deb Tomorrow. In this series, you'll learn about making smart decisions when it comes to buying a home, selling a home, or even staying in the home you're in. Now, here is your host, Realtor Deb Tomorrow. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Real Real Estate Today. I am your host, Deb Tomorrow. I'm not going to lie. I just had a little tequila. It's just a little sip, so it doesn't really count, but... I thought it might, you know, liven things up a little bit. So we'll see. Or perhaps get me in trouble. But as they like to say, it's internet radio and I can say whatever the hell I want. So yay. So we are talking about real estate at some point. Although I have to say I'm feeling a little um, off topic today. So just going to warn everyone. Uh, And I am joined as usual today by Karen Rastel, who is the best damn lender in the state of Indiana. Hello. (laughs) I don't know what she's doing. I don't want to know. So welcome, Karen. Thanks for joining us, as always. No, I put in a lifesaver and not even thinking. We are addicted to wintergreen lifesavers. That is a client's fault. I have a pocket full of them. Well, this is the, this is what the what last one I have from your, oh my gosh. From your pocket. Yeah, it's it's a problem. So I'm public service message PSA: don't even get started on the life green winter savers because it'll become a problem because it's a problem in our house for sure. Uh, I'm also joined by Rachel. I don't always give her a shout out because I forget sometimes. But how can I forget her? She's the face of an angel and the voice of a sailor. So we don't let her online. I actually posted something on your Facebook page last week, didn't I? About what was it? Chrissine shows that you're smarter. Yeah, Christine shows that you're a smarter person or something like that. Honest. Of course. Yeah. So, anyways. Mm. So, I have such exciting news today. Like, I am beside myself on this. Okay. I'm literally on the edge of my chair. We already know about it because we already talked about it. But Rachel found this uh, and, and told me about it. It came out yesterday that a homeowner is suing Zillow. I'm so happy. Uh, says that the Zestimate is nonsense. Uh, so I'm going to read this article because it's it's pretty good. It was bound to happen. A homeowner has filed suit against online realty giant Zillow, claiming the company's controversial Zestimate tool is a stupid word. Um, that was my editorial edition. Repeatedly undervalued her home, creating a tremendous roadblock to its sale. The suit, which may be the first of its kind, was filed in Cook County Circuit Court by a Glenview, Illinois real estate lawyer, Barbara Anderson. I love you, Barbara. The suit alleges that despite Zillow's denial that estimates constitute appraisals, the fact that they offer market value estimates and are promoted as a tool for potential buyers to use in assessing the market value of the given property meets the definition of an appraisal under state law. Not only should Zillow be licensed to perform appraisals before offering such estimates, the suit argues, but it should obtain the consent of the homeowner before posting them online for everyone to see. Amen, sister, is what I have to say. Uh, In the interview, Anderson told uh, the reporter here that she is considering bringing the issue to the Illinois State Attorney General because it affects all owners in the state. She has also been approached about turning the matter into a class action, which could touch millions of owners across the country. Honestly, that would touch 
every homeowner. I mean, I guess they would have to say if you would try to sell your home at some right. point in time that maybe you'd be impacted. Um, but, you know, it's funny because just last week, you know, I report from time to time, oh, I got a notice from Zillow and they increased or they, it was always decreased. Right. $1,297, like these weird random amounts. I'm like, really that precise? Well, they raised it um, last week, week before, like thirty grand. I was like, score, right? right. Jackpot. Right. Ugh. Uh, in the suit, continuing with the story, in the suit, Anderson said that she had been trying to sell her townhouse, which overlooks a golf course and is in a prime location, for $626,000, roughly what she paid for it in 2009. Homes directly across the street, but with greater square footage, so, uh, sell for $100,000 more, according to her court filing. But Zillow's automated valuation system has apparently used sales of newly constructed ho- houses from a different and less costly part of the town as comp- uh, comparables in valuing her townhouse, she says. The most recent estimate is for $562,000. Anderson is seeking an injunction against Zillow and wants the company to either remove her Zestimate or amend it. For the time being, she is not seeking monetary damages. Do it. Seek monetary damages. Do it. Do it. And then donate it to some good cause. Um, There's some really good information in this article, too, and it's on our Facebook page, and we'll probably post it again. We should post it, like, every day, (laughs) just, like, as a reminder. Here's what makes Deb happy. Um... So the spokeswoman for Zillow, her name's Emily Hefter, uh, dismissed Anderson's litigation as without merit, whatever. Bitch. Uh, did I say that out loud? No one heard that, right? Okay. A publicly traded real estate marketing company, blah, 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 blah. Zillow has been offering Zestimates since 2006. Currently, it provides them and up, uh, provides them for upward of 110 million houses, whether for sale or not. Provides estimates for 110 million houses. Uh, type in almost any home street address and you'll likely get a property description and estimate all wildly incorrect. Um, the value estimates are based on public records and other data using a proprietary formula, like swap shampoo or something. Um, so here's what I thought was really interesting. Uh, there's a flip side to his estimates. Homeowners, uh, real estate agents, and appraisers have been critical for years mm, about the valuation tool, citing estimates that are too often uh, far off the mark, sometimes 20 to 30% too high or too low. Nationwide, according to Zillow, this is coming from Zillow, it says they have a median error rate of 5%, which means that it says 53.9% of the time they're within 5%. Half the time, they're within 5%. But guess what? 75% of the time, their uh, range is within 10%. And 89% of the time, they're within 20%. Oh, my gosh. Good for you, 20%. I mean, that's a big chunk of money. 20% mm-hmm. of $200,000 house is forty grand. You know, when people are, we're, we're talking, uh, it's ridiculous. So, anyways... Um, some appraisers are cheering Anderson's suit and welcome the idea of state-by-state legal challenges, uh, which could be a good hobby for me. Uh, they've been playing appraiser without being licensed for years and doing a bad job. It's time they got called on it. So we will make a note to follow that story. They just sent me. Um, they just sent me a change, a estimate change. Uh, last week on mine as well. Oh, did they? They must have or, been updating the Bloomington actually, area. Actually, a little bit longer than that. Um, it went down. 
It went down. Uh-huh. Uh, By some random number? Yeah. That their beta- database told them. So interesting. Yeah. It's just so wrong. So anyways, that that's pretty that's pretty exciting. We'll just definitely follow that one. Yeah. We'll have to maybe road trip to Illinois to oh, sit man. in. If it was in court, I don't know, I'd get kicked out because I tend to make like <laughs> facial expressions and stuff and shake my head and judges always yell at me for stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I, I, they do. Yeah. Well, I've been in court Just before. Leave your weapons I get, outside. I get angry and I shake my head and then the judge yells at me and then I call him ma'am and that's bad. <laughs> she says, it's your honor. And I say, okay. Anyways, so we are officially in Bloomington in summertime. Is it? It's not, but it is because we're a college town in Bloomington and we had graduation last Saturday and uh, all the students, well, not all the students, but a big majority of the students have gone home for the summer. And while we adore the students and we're grateful to have them because our town wouldn't be what it is without the university, it is nice when they're gone. You know, I didn't even think about that. The traffic flow was definitely different. Uh, I know. You can go downtown and park. We already have our list of, like, restaurants that we're going to go to that we don't usually, like, we're going to go to Lenny's because that's on campus. You never go to Lenny's when classes are in session. You save that for, like, Christmas and Thanksgiving break and summertime. Uh, You know, and I think that there are certain times of year when things go on with the university that just make me really nostalgic. You know, and graduation weekend, not because I went through graduation because I didn't go to my graduation ceremony. I actually was working. But, um just the quiet that's fallen over town because I spent some summers, like I stayed in the summertime and did school and did worked and had a good time. Um, and so I'm a little nostalgic at this point. But I saw something on TV the other day. This has nothing to do with real estate, but it has to do with Bloomington and Indiana and my hometown. And, uh, and I thought it, I had no idea. And did you know that the first alcohol breath test that predated the breathalyzer was called the drunkometer. I'm kidding. This is like not even making this up. But here's the beauty. It was developed at Indiana University. That doesn't surprise me. I know it doesn't surprise me, but but it's it's like I swelled with pride. We were watching some show, and for the life of me, I can't remember what it was. I mean, it had to have been something about Alaska because that's all we watch. But it was one of these where they were popping up little things on the bottom of the screen, and I don't know what it had to do with anything. It's called the drunkometer. Drunkometer. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So I've got the... So the drunkometer was the developed... Wait, i got to figure it because there's two of them uh, that were developed in the university. Here we go. In 1931... And if you can imagine, it was kind of a big deal back then because of prohibition and all that. Um, but yeah, the 1931, the first practical roadside breath testing device was the drunkometer developed by a gentleman named Rolla, R-O-L-L-A, Rolla Neil Harger of the Indiana University School of Medicine. How proud are we? The drunkometer collected a motorist breath, breath sample directly into a balloon inside the machine. Did I send you a picture of that, Rachel? Mm-hmm. Oh, I got a link somewhere. I'll send it to you on break of a picture of it. So the the suspect, mm-hmm. if you will, would breathe and in, blow into a balloon. Okay. Okay. Then they would take the breath sample would then be pumped. Like basically they would let the balloon out, pumped through an acidified potassium permanganate. I don't know what any of that means. Solution. And if there was alcohol in the breath sample, the solution changed color. Brilliant. Yeah. Right? The greater the color change, the more alcohol there was present in the breath. And the drunkometer was manufactured and sold by Stevenson Corporation of Red Bank, New Jersey. 1931. Oh, my gosh. But it got even better because in 1954, 
came the new iteration of the drunkometer, which was the breathalyzer. So in 1954, Robert Frank Borkenstein, did you say Borkenstein? I would say Borkenstein. I don't know, Borkenstein mm-hmm. or Borkenstein. Uh, he was the captain of the Indiana State Police and later a professor at Indiana University, Bloomington, and he developed the breathalyzer. Uh, and that used a chemical oxidation and photometry to determine alcohol concentrations. Why am I reading this when it contains words I cannot say? Subsequent breath analyzers uh, have converted primarily to infrared spectroscopy. But I don't know what that word is either. <laughs> I sound like I'm drunk now. Just, <laughs> it's like you can't say the word judicial without sounding drunk. I'm going to grab the uh, drunkometer. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but anyways, has nothing to do with anything except it has something to do with my hometown of Bloomington, and I like my listeners, if they're not from Bloomington, to learn a little bit more about Bloomington. That ties back to the alumni of Indiana University. I mean, that's, and I, and who knew that that's, that that was originated here? There you go. Yeah, so I've learned something. Go IU. We're going to take a break and sing the fight song and uh, say a little pledge to our alma mater, and we'll be back in a few minutes, and we might talk about real estate from here on out. Well, maybe. We'll see. You're listening to Real Real Estate Today, your home for smart real estate. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Are you interested in buying or selling a home? Not sure what the next step is? Deb can help. Go to realrealestatetoday.com and click on Start Here. You'll be asked a few simple questions and Deb will personally contact you to help answer your real estate questions and connect you with a realtor in her personal nationwide network of realtors. So even if you aren't in Deb's service area, you're guaranteed to find a good match wherever you are. Visit realrealestatetoday.com. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. You count. Tune into Interrevolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Beth Green and James Maynard, Inner Revolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. are listening to Real Real Estate Today. To reach Deb tomorrow or with questions and comments about the show, please send an email to Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. 
That's Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. Now, back to this week's program. All right, welcome back. We were just reminiscing about college town, college days, the drunkometer. Not that I would have you know, needed that in college. Never. At all. No, because I was underage in college the whole time. I graduated when I was 20. So I never got to, you know. And, really? And, yeah. Yeah. So I never drank in college. <laughs> <laughs> you are looking me straight. Hi, Mom. <laughs> All right. Um, so we are going to, off, playing off of that nostalgia, um, we're going to talk a little bit about rental properties today. I know it's really exciting for you, but, um, you know, we did a show, we did two shows back in August. Uh, it was August 9th and August 16th. If you want to look them up on iTunes, you can always go back. And we talked about buying investment properties and kind of getting into that game. But at that at that point, we were really focused on sort of acquiring the properties. And I want to talk today a little bit more just about the idea of landlording. I don't know if that's a word. It is now. Okay. Landlording. I'm the Lord, Lord Disick. Um, Sorry, that was a off topic. Rachel won't get that, though. I know. Rachel doesn't know who Scott Scott Disick Disick is. (sighs) Look him up, people. Um, Okay. So I thought this, and this is what was kind of, you know, I was working on this week because I have a couple of tenants moving into rental properties and, uh, you know, and I've had some challenges and just sort of working through them. And people are always asking me what my best advice is. So um, I certainly am not the only expert and only answer. I have 26 rental units. Um, They're only probably about half full right now because they're under various phases of renovation. Um, But uh, I've been doing it for about 10 years. I've kind of had property managers and then I've decided to manage them myself. So I have have some experience, I guess you could say. Um, And as we have talked about, I'm going to say it with confidence and you'll believe me. (laughs) <laughs> Anything I say, right? So one of the great things about Bloomington is that it is a college town. And our population kind of ebbs and flows, but it's healthy and it's growing. Um, so our proportion of rental properties is probably higher than in other places. I don't know the numbers on that. I'd be curious. Um, but not just for students, but for regular folks, too, because housing is pretty expensive. Uh, and Karen, I know you've probably had this conversation with people that is cheaper to buy than to rent for a lot of people. It is. I mean, it is. I think the average rent price is probably about four or $500 more per month than what someone could get. Yeah. mortgage. Yeah. But that doesn't always make sense for people, you know, especially people who are going to only be here for, for a few years. Um, you know, and then because we're a college town, we have a lot of people who come straight out of college with lots of student loans. And uh, and for whatever, you know, then they may not be in a position to buy right away. So um, th- that's sort of what makes us a little bit unique. It seems like most people own rental property. Uh, I mean, sitting in a room here, there's three of us in this room and two out of the three of us own rental property, right? So, you know, and Karen, we need to get you up to speed. I know we talked about it. We have talked about it. See, right? So Mm -hmm. if you haven't owned rental property, you've probably at least talked to someone about it. Um, A lot of people, it's, you know, something they've inherited or that they've just decided not to sell the first home that they live in. Um, That can certainly be a reason too. So um, like I said, today's show isn't really about the mechanics of buying, um, but just the mechanics of not losing your mind once you own them. Um, Because I think we've all seen people that have kind of come back and said, all right, I'm done. I want to sell this do you know anybody who's um just the mutual person yeah that that you and i know tater uh her well i guess yeah. two people yeah. know but the other person with the hyphenated last name you know we all she's like no i think um 
It's just not a good fit. Yeah. Yeah. And so some people decide that. Um, And some of that is probably true, um, that it's not a good fit. And some of it is just, you know, you got to kind of be able to separate some things mentally. Um, You know, one of our biggest challenges is that uh, three of our properties that we have are properties that Uris has lived in raised his son in, you know, was the first home that he ever bought. He has these really strong emotional attachments to it. I don't recommend that. It's really, <laughs> really hard because people move out and you're like, what'd you do to my house? That's what you're so always goes, I can't believe they ruined my house. And it's like, okay, it's not really your house anymore because now it's an investment. You know, right. we're having to look at it differently. But yeah, we're always just amazed at, uh, how the whenever I run into someone who has rental properties, the first thing I always say is, how do tenants break outlet covers? I have never in my life broken an outlet cover, but I every rental property has a broken outlet cover when the tenants move out, right? Rachel, you manage a couple rental properties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. What are they doing? I don't know. Are they changing them? I need someone to tell me this. Tightening them don't, too much. I don't know. <laughs> oh, the other thing, like we had a property once, I could tell you stories, but we had a property once where like every... Everywhere there was a screw. So outlet covers, door, like hinges. I mean, anything that was screwed in, it was all but one screw taken. I'm guessing that some kid maybe got a hold of a screwdriver and was just entertaining himself. One screw. Yeah, so that the doorknob would stay on-ish, but like one screw. So we're going around just trying to like screw stuff in. It's insane. Insane. Every, Yeah. I don't know. I can't. I can't. See, that'll be on it. your. That'll be on your move out checklist. Right now, count screws. Count screws. I'll have it on the move in checklist. <laughs> this house has two hundred and thirty nine screws. And then I can like, excuse me, while I have to go around and count screws exactly. So I, I did want to touch briefly on the mechanics of buying, just kind of as a review. So um, Karen, I know that typically with rental properties, you have a higher down payment. Yes. Uh, Definitely you want at least 20% down. Um, You get a better rate if you have 25% down. Um, And I say 20% because then you avoid PMI and not, or private mortgage insurance, Mm -hmm. and not every investor will allow an investment property to have private mortgage insurance on it. Okay. Um, And then reserves, that's the other big bugaboo with rental properties. Yes. That people don't think about. Correct. And they changed. There's some differences on how they how they calculate reserves, but I might be getting that confused with people who own five to ten yeah. properties. But typically, reserve reserves mean you need to also have, in addition to um, your current housing payment and having a couple of months reserves for your current housing payment, you would more than likely need about anywhere from three to six months reserves for the investment property monthly payment. So you have to take all your mortgage payments. And so if you had five rental properties that have mortgages on them, you have to take all of your mortgage payments and have somewhere between three and six months worth of those payments set aside in an account that you could access if you needed to. Correct. And that throws a lot of people off um, in terms of purchasing. I know that, um, you know, the other thing is that you have to 
your income has to support both payments uh, until you have a track record established as being a landlord. And this one throws people off too. I'll never forget. This was years ago. Gosh, this was probably nine years ago. I had a young couple and they had bought a townhouse and their intent, their plan from day one was we're going to buy this. We're going to live in it for a few years and we're going to hold on to it as a rental. It was in a fabulous location and we're going to buy a house and kind of move up that way. And when they went to put their plan into place, they discovered that their income would not support the uh, both two mortgages. And they said, well, but we're going to rent it. So we're going to have a lease. So we're going to have money coming in and that's going to cover the mortgage. But until you have, what is it, usually two years? Typically it's two years, but there might be a program out there that would allow for one year of okay. filed tax returns. So you have to show income from that rental property, income meaning rent coming in, um, for, for on your tax returns um, to help offset if you want to use that income to offset your mortgage payment. Otherwise, Yeah, yeah and actually really... show a profit, okay. not, you know, not yeah. a loss. Yeah. Um, so, yes, you could have a year or two years, whatever the requirement is that you've reported it, but you also, in reporting it on your taxes, want to show that you're actually making a profit okay. and not taking yeah. a loss on it. And I question how many people just kind of, you know, rent a place to a friend and don't really put it on their taxes. And, you know, that can be an issue as well. So there are some financial uh, constraints involved uh, in that to make sure that you're making smart decisions. And one of them reserves we'll talk about a little bit later in the show, uh, because I actually really agree with that. And I think having reserves is one of the huge keys to having success and to having your sanity with rental properties. Um, also, just a, a reminder that your property taxes will probably go up if it's a property that you owned and lived in, and then you turn it into a rental. So that's something that you want to make sure you're aware of as well. You know, we have a lot of big um, rental companies here in town, and then a lot of people choose to manage the rentals themselves. Um, I've done both. Um, I've never had a big property management company manage my rentals, but I've had property managers at different times. Um, And one I felt like just was always sort of combative with the tenants. It was a very much an us against them mentality, which is what I see with a lot of property managers, that they just go in immediately expecting that the tenants are going to try and screw them over. And that's not a healthy way to live. That's the tequila talking, but um, can't we all just get along? Um, but then uh, my next property manager was kind of new, and I thought I can sort of mold him how I want him. And he was aired the other way, where he was buddy-buddy, friendly with the tenant, let them get away with anything, and I, as the owner, was then suffering because, oh, you haven't paid rent in three months? Hmm, that's a problem. So uh, I still manage them myself. Obviously, I'm a control freak. It is what it is. Where you find the time to to landlord. Well, you know, if you have really good relationships with your tenants, and I will say I have fabulous tenants. I really do have really good tenants. Um, You know, we have good communication and, um, and I have a great village. And we've talked about that before. I I say, you know, it takes a village to have rental properties. Um, I have a team that of vendors that I pay quickly and I pay well. And, you know, and so if there's a plumbing issue, I make one phone call and it'll get resolved and I know it'll get resolved. And so that makes it definitely, um, a lot easier. Um, you know, property managers will, obviously there's a charge for that. It's usually based on a percentage of, um, of the rents, but you know, every month that it's sitting vacant costs you a lot and it costs the property manager a lot less. So, um, you know, I, I guess sometimes you look around and you go, oh, what's the motivation to 
go out and try and find a tenant for that. I don't know. Um, so that's sort of, you know, where I am with managing them myself. So we're going to tell you, I'm going to tell you in our next segment, here's a, here's a cliffhanger. There's just one thing you need to know. Just one thing that you need to know to be able to manage rental properties easily. Super, super easy. Uh, It's going to be super, super easy. So uh, stick around. You're listening to Real Real Estate Today, your home for smart real estate. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Are you interested in buying or selling a home? Not sure what the next step is? Deb can help. Go to realrealestatetoday.com and click on Start Here. You'll be asked a few simple questions and Deb will personally contact you to help answer your real estate questions and connect you with a realtor in her personal nationwide network of realtors. So even if you aren't in Deb's service area, you're guaranteed to find a good match wherever you are. Visit realrealestatetoday.com. In the spirit of Have Couch, Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. What if there was a radio show that could demonstrate how we can cut your taxes in half without diminishing needed government services? One that could explain how to create tens of millions of jobs at no cost to taxpayers, as well as fantastic yet easily affordable health care. Side effects include cutting crime rates nationwide, providing better education for our children, international peace and harmony, and protecting your private personal data from government intrusion. Tune in to Libertarians Working for you with Arvind Vora, Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Variety. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Real Real Estate Today. To reach Deb tomorrow or with questions and comments about the show, please send an email to Deb at RealRealEstateToday.com. That's Deb at RealRealEstateToday.com. Now, back to this week's program. All right, welcome back. Thank you for tuning in. We are about to share an amazing truth 
about landlording. Yes. The one thing that we all need to know. Yeah. You only need one rule. So the the shows we talked about back in August, remember you can download those on iTunes or uh, look them up on Voice America uh, or my website. But, uh, you know, we talked about my top 10, like Deb's top 10 about rentals. Although, honestly, we probably only got to five. Maybe six. Maybe six. Mm -hmm. But I'm just going to boil it down to one rule for you. Here's what it is. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. You know, I like my analogies. I can't even see your notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I know. What is it? If Enterprise Rent-A-Car wouldn't do it, you shouldn't do it. Okay. Think about it. I, I use that motto. Do not, you? Yes. Enterprise Rent-A-Car? Not Enterprise Rent-A-Car, but I use that motto all the time. Yeah. Would I put my own, like, it's the company's money, but would right. I put my own money right. into it? And if the answer is yes, then yeah, I would do it. If the answer is no, then I'm not going to ask my company to do something. Right. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. You're running a business when you have rental properties. I don't care how you acquired them, whether you inherited them or whether it was just a house you decided not to sell, or maybe it's a house that you couldn't sell for some reason and you decided to rent it out. You are running a business. You are not running favors. You are doing this for some sort of financial gain, even if it's just to cover the mortgage payment because you couldn't sell your house. You are not a uh, non-profit and favors do not make you money. So if Enterprise Rent-A-Car would not do it, so these are the questions we're going to ask throughout today's show. What would Enterprise do? I'm going to make up some bracelets. What would Enterprise do? So, for example, Enterprise is not going to rent a car without a deposit or a credit card hold, right? That is true. They're not going to do it. So why are you? I'm. My voice is going to get real loud, so the sound engineer might like, turn don't down. Yell at me. I know. I'm not even a landlord. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm kidding. No. I'm going to get a little like, why are you doing this? Stop. Uh, if Enterprise doesn't do it, then you shouldn't do it. Enterprise is not going to rent a car without walking around it, right? You rent the car. They go outside. They walk around it. They make a note of any little dings, if it's whatever. Missing any screws? <laughs> if missing any screws, whatever. Right. So why are you potentially renting homes and being a landlord without walking through the property uh, before you rent it with the mm-hmm. tenant, doing a, a walkthrough? I see so many people. I bought a building last October. Turned over to me. Yeah, I don't have any moving checklists. Not a single one. So what you're, I, okay. So, I mean, I had to just basically pay those people out their security deposits as they move out because I have nothing to prove what the condition was when they moved in. Mm. That's fine. I knew that going in, so I knew that risk. But it's like, how did you, why, mm, got, no, because Enterprise wouldn't do it. Why are you doing it? Enterprise is not going to let you do whatever you want to the car. This one drives me crazy. I had someone just a few weeks ago, and I was uh, advertising a rental property, and they were like, well, so if we sign like a three-year lease, can we just like make improvements to the property for it, and you can just discount our rent? No. And A, I got like super offended, like what's wrong with my property that you think it needs to be improved? Um, so that's insulting to me. And I will tell you, if your rental property needs habitability improvements, you have no business renting it. I would almost look at it like, I think I want to check your financials. Like, why are you wanting to do improvements? Can you not afford the rent payment? Apparently, everyone thinks they can do drywall because I get that all the time, too. Why can't you drywall work? Mm, No. No. Because I don't know the quality of your work. Why am I just going to, like, turn you over? Enterprise is going to be like, sure, go ahead. Um, You know, replace replace that engine. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Replace the engine in the car. 
I, I don't know whether you're a mechanic or not, but, you know, it's fine. I trust you. Look, you know, yeah, because you asked. And I'll give you even, I'll give you a discount on that rental yeah. for doing that, too. Um, so, you know, is Enterprise going to say, go ahead and pimp that right out? <laughs> it's all good. Do whatever you want. Just pay me my $43 a day. No, no, mm-hmm. no. But people do this all the time. Um, this is your property. I just sound like a total control freak today. But the thing is, this is your property. This is your investment. For us, this is our retirement. This is our future. Without this, we have no future. No, but if you have these ground rules at the very beginning with any tenant, then you know, you're know you going to save yourself money in the long run. If, if they end up doing these improvements that you have to fix. Right. Then- we had one a few years ago, and Yuris got so mad that he did all this like landscaping stuff outside, put in all these rocks and this and that, and Yuris like, Cheese. Now it takes us like three times as long to mow the property because we have to trim around all this landscaping stuff that wasn't there before. And now we have flower beds that are full of weeds that we have to maintain. You know, there's a reason why we do some of the things that we do. And when you've been a landlord for a while, you kind of start to figure out simple's better, mm-hmm. you know, and we want it to look nice and neat, but we will pull things out so that it's just sort of a blank slate and it's easy to maintain uh, kind of thing. Um, so, you know, this is your property and you need to stay in control of what is done to it. Um you know, who has to undo what was done? I, that's the part that blows me away is that people just think they say they can do drywall and I should believe them. I don't know you. And then, you know, there's always this perception of uh, I have people who want to do trade outs all the time. And it's like, you know, I don't you're going to have a different perception of the value of your work than I am. Wow. I'm just not wanting to have that conversation with you. But you're in this to, that's not what you're in this for. You're not in this to get, you know, upgrades done to your, to the properties that you own. Right, because I'm able to rent it just as it is, so why do I need to upgrade it? Um, Yeah, I, I, I don't know. And the mortgage company won't take trade outs. No, we don't. So, yeah. (laughs) So that doesn't really help me make my payment. Um, So basically, again, if enterprise won't do it, don't you do it. That's easiest way isn't that simple i think it's super simple i think it's super simple so that's what you need to think about so we're going to talk about some other examples of that so here's one to take the time to explain the lease to a tenant now i don't know if enterprise really does it but they put the lease there and you know the, the rental agreement there in front of you and they ask you to initial certain spots and they do explain parts of it to you um but they definitely don't just like hand you the car keys and say have fun Mm-hmm. which is what I have seen in the past. So you know, my helpful hint on this is if you cannot explain every line in your lease, then you need to rethink your lease because you're the one that has to hold it, hold the tenants accountable to every line in the lease. So if there are things in it because you pulled it off the Internet or you, you know, got it from a friend or whatever that you don't understand about it, you need to figure it out or you need to rewrite your lease. And I, I go as far as highlighting certain sections in the lease um, with yellow uh, that are really important to me, like no smoking in the house or, oh, no satellite dishes attached to the house. Those satellite companies, I'll tell you what, they just come and drill holes in anything they want. They don't care. Never even thought about that. Right into the roof. May, yeah, right through the shingles. Satellite. Hi. That's how they do that? Yeah. Interesting. I know. I don't know. We have, we don't have satellites, so. And uh, what's the other one? Oh, I had a cable company once come out 
and they just literally drilled right through the wall of a stone house. House, it was like stone. It wasn't wood or siding or anything. It was stone. There's like no way you can fix that. I was probably angrier than I've ever been in my life. I'm just surprised that that they can do that when they know they're coming out there. and Just drilled straight through the hall. Yeah. Uh, I was down at the cable company, like standing in line. I was not pretty. I was so angry. I'm sure you looked gorgeous. You were mm, pretty. I got $311 <laughs> from their insurance company. To do what with? I mean, there's nothing I could I do to fix yeah. it, you know? Oh, my gosh. But I got $311. So there you go, Comcast. Take that. <laughs> now known as Xfinity. Don't mess with me. Um, okay. This is a good one, too. Maintain an air of professionalism. Yes. <laughs> okay. Now you walk into an enter. What do you think? Close your eyes. You walk into an enterprise location. What are they wearing? Name tag. No. no. There you go. My sound engineer got it. You can't hear him though. Suits. Every single one of them is wearing a suit and tie when you walk into enterprise. Have you seen? Okay. What's my favorite movie? Do you know? No. I. Okay. I feel like <laughs> I'm on a. <laughs> The quiz show? Yeah. How much do you know about Deb, right? Right. Okay, well, Apollo 13 is my very favorite movie. But beyond that, then the second one is probably Step Brothers. Oh, good gravy. Have you seen that? <laughs> yes, I have. I need a break from life. I love it's it. drama and complicated. I just want to watch funny that that, movies. Oh, my gosh. That is quoted at my house all the time, but go ahead. What? Step Brothers. Okay, I've just never the movie seen in general? It. Yes. I've oh, my gosh, you have to see the movie, right? Entirety, There's a ahead. line at the end where they're trying to decide what to do, and he gets released. He says, uh, this is Will Ferrell's character, and he says, I'm so scared right now. I'm, I'm just going to do what's sensible. I'm going to file for unemployment, and then I'm going to try and get a job at Enterprise Rent-A-Car because they have an excellent corporate structure, and they, they give you the tools to be your own boss, <laughs> right? They exude confidence. I guess I have not been inside an enterprise. You need to, okay, we're going to take a field trip after this. But if you go onto the website, on the enterprise website, Mm -hmm. they're all in ties. Nice. Yeah. Okay. They maintain, they have this air of professionalism. They all are like 12 years old, but they're wearing suits, right? Because they're pretending. They're just, you know, whatever. But, you know, this, I have to say, I mean, there are times where I feel like I'm just sort of playing at being a landlord. You know, I just like. What's a landlord supposed to wear? Well, I don't know, but probably not like sweats because, you know what I'm saying? I mean, we're talking about when you enter into a lease agreement with someone, I mean, even if the rent's $500 a month, you're entering into a, you know, several, a $6,000 deal. Mm -hmm. Did I do the math on that right? Yes. I think so. Okay. Uh, You know, and some of the transactions are going to be $10,000. That's a $10,000 deal. Yeah, you can't show up in your Crocs. Don't show up in your PJs, man. (laughs) But you know what I'm saying? Like, you just, if you exude that kind of confidence, the tenant doesn't know any different. So even if you have one rental property, it's the first time you've done it. You walk in there with a clipboard. You walk in there with your checklist. You you know what I'm saying? You walk in there and you're like, this is what we do. And you're like, I guess I should probably do a move-in inspection. No. This is what we do. We do a move-in inspection. I'll never forget, Uris moved into this apartment building downtown. It was brand new and very, very nice with granite countertops and all that stuff or limestone or something. And when they moved out, I mean, it was that move-out inspection. He said, I was getting dinged for like streaks in the microwave. But he didn't question it. He remembers it to this day because of the way that it was Mm -hmm. handled. Just it was like, 
you're dealing with a professional entity and you don't question it as much. You know, I mean, it just, you have that right. If you own one rental property or you own 500 rental properties, you have that right to be confident and to dictate how the process is done. And I think sometimes people don't feel like that. Okay, I guess I better go to another break and then we will talk more about Enterprise Rent-A-Car and my favorite movie, The Step Brothers. Stick around. You're listening to Real Real Estate Today, your home for smart real estate. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Are you interested in buying or selling a home? Not sure what the next step is? Deb can help. Go to realrealestatetoday.com and click on Start Here. You'll be asked a few simple questions and Deb will personally contact you to help answer your real estate questions and connect you with a realtor in her personal nationwide network of realtors. So even if you aren't in Deb's service area, you're guaranteed to find a good match wherever you are. Visit realrealestatetoday.com. What makes a great leader? Most have a vision, one that starts beyond the resources available and continues from that point into developing a solid plan, organization, and company. Leadership issues are discussed each week on VoltCast, illuminating leadership with host Jeff Smith. Jeff has years of experience as a leader and executive coach, and his guests will bring you information that can help a team of any size. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. Why do some people seemingly make the same mistakes when it comes to love and relationships? What is the best way to find love? Make a visit each week to Destination Love. Host Shelley Pumphrey will bring what you need to know to find love. No, it's not about the next fad, dating site tips, scoring the first date, or looking your best. Rather, it's empowerment, knowing that your authentic self works best and the science behind finding love. Destination Love is live Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, on Voice America Variety. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Real Real Estate Today. To reach Deb tomorrow or with questions and comments about the show, please send an email to Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. That's Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. Now, back to this week's program. All right, we are back talking about Enterprise Rent-A-Car. I really should have probably gotten them as a sponsor on today's show. Not that I would have any success, but tag the hell out of them. And uh, let's see what happens. I'm always, the first thing I always do when I, at the end of the show is get onto Facebook because Rachel sits during the show with us and she posts things and I never know what she's posting. <laughs> Sometimes I send her a note afterwards. I'm like, that's hysterical. <laughs> so I'm curious as to what she's posting today because I thought I overheard a discussion about handcuffs at some point. I don't know what that was. Okay. Um, so if you want to follow us on Facebook, you can follow all of those posts as well. Um, so we were talking about how all you need to do in order to manage rental properties is ask the question, what would Enterprise do? What would Enterprise Rent-A-Car do? So here's another one. What does Enterprise do if you have a flat tire or a problem with your car? 
Don't they offer like roadside assistance, right? I'm signing. Yes. I've only ridden the car like, you know, four or five times. Oh my goodness. Well, roadside assistance. So they get there fast and they get it fixed for two reasons. One, because it's good customer service, but two, because if they don't get there fast, God forbid, you might try to fix it yourself. What happens when you put all the lug nuts on the wrong way or something and the wheel then falls off and the car's damaged even more? The repair gets even more expensive. They understand that. So they're like, quick, get there before the people touch the car. Um, So respond to maintenance requests quickly, just like enterprise rent-a-car when you have rental properties. Um, Like I said before, you know, you have your village, you treat them well. That's one of the things that has made my life uh, a lot easier with landlording is that when a call comes in, I usually know exactly who I need to call to help me with that. Uh, when I get the things that I'm not sure who to call, that's when I kind of get stressed out because um, you don't want to have a you know so many people traipsing through the house trying to figure out what's that smell because those right. are the calls you get. Some smells weird. Could you be a little more specific? I don't know, whatever. Um, You know, one of the things, too, that we do is sort of try to pre-establish with the tenants, set expectations on when emergency calls are going to be made, um, you know, what, what, what is an emergency versus what is, you know, something that, uh, you know, doesn't need to be repaired right away. One of the things that we've done, too, is in our, our leases, we have, like, rules and regulations. And we establish when, like, if the temperature is over a certain degree outside, then we will do an emergency call for HVAC, like for if the air conditioning goes out or if it's under sure. a certain temperature outside and it's a heating issue. But it's like if it's between, you know, 60 and 80 degrees, yeah, you can wait until the next business day because we're not going to pay, you know, the extra. But we set that expectation up front and go over that with people so that they know that. Um, but, I, you know, I'm astounded at the number of landlords who just take a total hands-off approach to their properties they tell the tenants to just get it fixed or fix it themselves. They make the tenant responsible for mowing. We have a couple, one property where we allow the tenant to mow. But other than that, we do all the mowing. Because I was just yesterday or Sunday at a listing. A woman needs to sell her house. And um, we kind of pulled up and she lives out of town. And the tenants are supposed to mow and they hadn't. And the tenants are super nice people. I'm not saying, you know, anything bad about them. But the blonde mower were broken. She's like, so I don't really know. That was and that was how they all left it. I don't know. Grass was a foot tall. Okay. Yeah, don't do yeah. that. And for us too, uh, you know, doing the mowing is a nice way to keep an eye on the property without being intrusive to the tenants. So we can kind of walk around and sort of see what's going on there. But let's talk a little bit more about customer service because remember I said, you know, what does what does enterprise do if you've got a flat tire? They have roadside assistance because it's good customer service. And I feel like. And maybe it's because we're in a college town and certainly student rentals are a whole different animal um, because those kids are out on their own for the first time and their moms would never believe how they live. But I've seen it and it's scary. It's gross. I mean, it's it's so gross. gross. It's so gross. It's gross. So gross. Um, So, you know, I see so many landlords who kind of act like they're doing the tenants a favor by allowing them to live in the rental unit instead of treating the tenants as if they are your customers Mm -hmm. and I try to remember that even sometimes and sometimes people aren't great customers but I try to remember that um you know how does enterprise treat you as a customer you walk in the door they greet you immediately and their little suits and their little ties and you know they ask you if you like a bottle of water or a newspaper or whatever you know they have their little things that they do you should right 
I don't need to rent a car right now, but I need I need to go in and experience this. Yeah. Well, I was doing some research for this show, and, and I saw some ideas, and I was like, gosh, you know, that, that really is a nice idea. And I will be honest, I'm not there yet with this idea, but I would like to be. I mean, wouldn't it be nice if a tenant moves in, and you've got a couple bottles of water in the fridge, or maybe some snacks, maybe a shower curtain and a shower rod curtain? I mean, you can buy a shower curtain for two ninety nine. You know, yeah. but what's do you move all day and you're hot and sweaty and you can't take a shower because you don't have a shower curtain, you got to run to Target and get one, right? So, I mean, what does that do for you as a landlord? Does that buy you loyalty and goodwill? Does that buy you some leeway if, you know, something breaks and you can't go to it right away? It certainly does, in my opinion. So, you know, I think that as a landlord, you need to treat your tenants like enterprise treats their customers, um, and they are, do have award-winning customer service. The enterprise website says so. I don't know who awarded them whatever. But um, part of customer service is being available 24 hours a day. Obviously, enterprise is available 24 hours a day. You can go online, make your reservations. You can, um, you know, you've got uh, phone numbers to call, that kind of thing. And the hard reality for being a landlord is that there is no turning the phone off. Uh, you know, you go on a Caribbean cruise, you're in the middle of the ocean, someone's going to be watching that phone for you because something can happen anytime anyway. So that is really important as well. Um, uh, Enterprise is okay with saying no to someone. If uh, I think they do like license checks, you know, they run your license. If you've got a bad driving record or you don't have a license or something, you know, you don't have a credit card that you can put those deposits on, they'll say no to you and they're okay with that. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to say to landlords, it's okay to say no to people. Um, don't violate any fair housing laws, but don't be desperate. You know, don't, uh, and this is where we were talking about in the beginning of the show, we were talking about reserves. Have some reserves in place so that you can be picky about your tenants. I think that is so key. And that is where I see people get in real trouble. Um, and, and I've been there. I've been really close. I had a lady and she came in and she was waving cash in our face. And we were like, okay. She's like, I don't care. The carpet's dirty, but that's okay. And we were like, okay. This was years ago when we moved her in and she paid rent the first month, paid you know rent kind of like halfway through the month, the second month, and the third month, done. Turns out she had been evicted, but the eviction hadn't shown up yet in court records. Um, And so she was waving cash in people's faces trying to get into some place before, you know, it started to follow her. And, uh, And then we ended up having to kick her out. But be okay with inviting someone to leave. That's the other thing that I think people, we just did this last week. Uh, I had a tenant, it was just not working. It was, you know, there were, I don't want to get into all the details, but it was not working. And uh, we invited her to leave in a very kind way. I said, you know, I don't think this is working out. And if you'd like to have a discussion about breaking your lease, I would be open to that. Um, I, it's not something I take lightly, but I do take my sanity very seriously. And after a lot of discussion, you know, we felt like this was the best uh, option. And luckily, she took me up on it. Um, so, uh it's okay with that, and if you have reserves in place that you can cover that, that's more important than um, getting the rent. Your sanity is more important than getting the rent, or at least you need to have a situation like that. Um, so it's okay saying no to someone, and also just sort of as a, a last-minute last thing, you know, Enterprise has a good record-keeping system, and I recommend that you do that too. So I think if you look at it from all angles, what would Enterprise do? Now we all need to go try and get a job at Enterprise. Field trip down to Enterprise. Yeah. And hopefully, because I need to rent a car on Saturday, Enterprise. So if you could cut me a deal, Enterprise, uh, that would be awesome. Thank you, Enterprise. 
I could just pick up Bloomington and return it at the Indianapolis Airport Enterprise. I don't know if that's going to do any good or not. All right. Uh, I think that about wraps it up for this show. So uh, another Deb analogy down in the books. I should like write a book. I put all my analogies together like in Jimmy a book. You could be like Jimmy Fallon with his thank you notes. Yeah. It's Deb with her analogies. It real doesn't estate even make real, analogies. real estate analogies with Deb. Cereal boxes and Enterprise Runner Car. Thank you so much for tuning in. We've got a great couple of shows coming up in the next couple of weeks where we're going to talk about title. We've never talked about title insurance, so that's pretty exciting. Uh, we're going to clear up that mystery, and you will impress all of your friends with your wealth of knowledge about title insurance. So be sure to tune in um, and uh, also download us on iTunes. Have a great week, everyone. Happy May. Happy Mother's Day coming up this weekend, too. And we will be back next week with another show. This was Deb Tomorrow with Real Real Estate Today, your home for smart real estate. Thank you for tuning in to Real Real Estate Today. Please join your host, Deb Tomorrow, for another edition every Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until next week, take care of your home. It's one of your most important assets.